Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Local Marana. This is one of my favorite parts of the week. I get to hang out with Marana <laughs> Mayor Ed Honey. Welcome back, Mayor. Good morning, Clint. Good, Good to morning. see you. Long time no see, by the way. Yeah, since last night at the <laughs> pumpkin patch in Marana. Wasn't that fun? Uh, Vice Mayor Post has a beautiful facility out there that will handle thousands of people. And I think you and Tammy and David and everybody had yeah. a great time. We got a nice meal and got to ride the train and got to see some of the things that Marana has to offer. That was a great, great event. Well attended. So we discussed or you discussed what we were going to do today and we're going to do growth, the good, bad and the ugly. Well, sometimes uh, I use the uh, terminology, we're a victim of our own success. And people like victim of success. Well, what is that? When you're a fast-growing community, you need so many things that maybe not are in the limelight. They're, they're, uh, you need bigger sewer lines. You need bigger water lines. You need wider roads. You need better drainage. Uh, you need different types of housing. One of the issues we're having right now, if you're a young man or woman and you're a police officer or a firefighter or a school teacher and some of these wonderful young families that provide services in Miranda, there's no place for you to live. Mm -hmm. Housing is so expensive. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then we fight with neighborhoods. Uh, we just had a project at uh, Thornydale and Tangerine that we were having some issues with little higher density than the neighborhoods around them. But we've got to create places for the people that work in our community to live here and enjoy the community as well. So that becomes an issue. But uh, maybe I'll talk a little about infrastructure first. Uh, people don't understand maybe the cost of infrastructure. Uh, if you move into a house... Uh, of course, there's a sewer line from your house out to a main in your neighborhood, but then it leaves your neighborhood and goes to a collector main. Well, if that main's not big enough for a bunch of new housing, you've either got to build a parallel line or you've got to go in and build a bigger line. Then once it gets to the plant, plant's adequate for now, but are we going to have to expand capacity at the plant? in order to treat the, you know, uh, wastewater or treat uh, to, to provide potable water. And there's a lot of expense there. Uh, we've had some flack a little bit on our impact fees that can be several thousands mm -hmm. of dollars. But if you've got to widen roadways, bigger wastewater plants, bigger potable water systems, bigger parks, bigger drainage, it becomes quite expensive. So there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things that happen that really make it difficult. Probably that I, I know just as a layperson that none of us really even, the things you just discussed right there, none of us really even think about that. You flush the toilet, you run the sink, whatever. You drive to and from work on, your, on these roads. But the process and the thought and the money required to achieve all those things is is staggering is well, it we, not we've talked about things in previous podcasts uh, the 16 million dollars that we spent building two 
water treatment plants for 1,4-dioxin and for fluoridated compounds. That's just two neighborhoods, maybe 3,000, 4,000 homes. We have 58,000 people in 22,000 homes. The next neighborhood over might not have an issue with uh, potable water, but they have an issue because the wastewater lines are not big enough for capacity. So we're spending money there behind the scenes or spending money treating the plant or making the plant larger Mm -hmm. to where you can provide those services. So a lot of times with growth, uh, a lot of the costs are hidden or what you have in your particular neighborhood does not affect the neighborhood down the road, but they have other issues that you don't have. So when, when, as, as a leader in the community, when you're approaching that, kind of walk us through that process uh, using that the $16 million water plant for this community. Well, kind of it, walk us through how did, where do we start and how do we come out at the end? Well, how, what happens is, like, like with those two $8 million plants, we built two of them, $16 million. Uh, we did not create the problem. It was created, like I said before, and I don't want to be redundant about uh, chemicals that were used to clean airplanes and airplane engines and stuff like that. But we have the problem. Mm -hmm. Somebody else created the problem. It runs through Pima County's wastewater system. It's treated at the Ina Road plant, which is a state-of-the-art plant, but it's not set up to take those two chemicals out of the compound. So it's run into the Santa Cruz River, which is a good thing because it's making our water table go up. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty clean water. But all of a sudden it has those chemicals in it. Well, we can say it's somebody else's fault. But we've got to do something about it. Somebody that lives in our town is drinking that water that we want to clean up. So we went out and did some research, brought in some engineers and professional people and chemists and learned how to treat the water and what we had to do and these new experimental treatment plants and spent a whole bunch of money. But you don't get a choice. Right. If something's happening that we think could, and it's, it, we're not saying it will, but it could be harmful to right. people that live in your community you got to do everything you can to fix it. Right. And sometimes it costs a lot of money. And then it costs a lot of money to run the plant from then on. You know, I talked about you got to clean out the chemicals, but the slow sand and the, uh, you know, uh, charcoal re- uh, treatment and stuff, that's got to be cleaned out and maintained. you got to hire more personnel. you got to buy more, more uh, product. And it, it makes it very, very, very difficult. And that wasn't brought on by us. Right. Those those plants that you refer to, do they have like a life expectancy as they are? Um, is are they? I mean, I would I would assume that these are built to like last for extended. I think they of would time. last for literally a hundred years yeah. if you take care of them. But anytime you build a plant, you've got to maintain it. Yeah. 
And we're talking about a physical plant. Yeah, and we're it's talking a about physical bu- buildings plant. and structures and employees yeah. and processes. But, you know, but it, it's the same with anything. We're expanding roadways right now. We're going to expand the interchange at Tangerine Road and at Marana Road. And we're going to do similar to what we did at Cortero. We're going to mm-hmm. add lanes outside the pillars. We're going to put stoplights on the railroad track side of the interchange. And we're going to put roundabouts, and I'm talking big roundabouts, not the smaller ones you see in neighborhoods, mm-hmm. on the other side. On, on at on, 10? On, I mean, on, on 10. On I-10, you know, for those interchanges. And people say, well, why are you doing that? Well, our community is growing. We have more people going to work or going to school or going to church or going wherever they're going. And we don't have the infrastructure, traffic infrastructure, to handle them. So we've got to fix these interchanges. Uh, Sometimes you get some help from the development community that are enhancing the issues there at the interchange. And sometimes you don't. And, you know, uh, just to do that to those interchanges could be six, eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, you do two of those. Well, there's 12 million. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing other things in the community. We're going to widen Twin Peaks Road over by Saguaro Bloom mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. four lanes mm-hmm. all the way up and over the mountain. Mm-hmm. Thirteen million dollars. Third, third fastest growing community in Arizona, I read right. yesterday. When and you have that, there are some. You know, we pains. want people to come here. We love our new neighbors. We're getting a lot of young families that help our schools oh, and yeah. and work at the town or work at the school or or work at Sergeant Controls or some of the bigger industries in in the community. But we've got to have adequate infrastructure to take care of them. Thirteen million dollars on Twin Peaks Road. Going out, yeah. out of Saguaro Bloom up over yeah. the mountain to come out at the Safeway Shopping Center there. We've got to do it for safety, for moving traffic in a timely manner. When is that going to happen? Uh, I think this, it's in this fiscal year we're going right? to start working on it. But I'll, a lot of times you just don't see things behind the scenes. Yeah. Or people say, hey, you got a $233 million budget. Yeah. Shouldn't be a problem getting a couple million to do Project right. X. Well, okay, we won't do Twin Peaks Road because yeah. we're going to have to pull a couple right. million out of there to do whatever you want done. And it becomes an issue. And that's why I'm doing the podcast. Yeah. It's a chance to explain to individuals why we're doing what we're doing and to be very transparent and open. As I've said before, I don't live in Marana, and yet I do. And I, all the roads you talk about driving on, so much of it is done prior to the problem existing, which means you guys, the leadership here in Marana, is getting ahead of the problems. And yet we're growing so fast, sometimes you can't get ahead of a growth of 20% in a, in a four-year period of time. Right. Speak to that. How do you how do you 
try to get ahead as best you can. I know you have the uh, information in front of you where the growth is going to take place, but what's like the step one of doing your best well, to stay ahead I'll, I'll of the I'll tell program? you some things we do, and a lot of times people don't like the idea. When we built the uh, waste management uh, center out there on Aver Valley Road, mm -hmm. we had hundreds of people coming to the town. They had bags of garbage. You're going to poison our water. You're going to kill our children. You're going to do whatever. Well, as it turns out, it's a very well-run facility with double-lined uh, pits, and and uh, that landfill is very well taken care of and everything. But, uh, you know, people are afraid. But you know what? If you live in this community, everybody has trash service maybe, but if you need to haul a refrigerator or you have a downed tree in your yard and you load it in a truck, or you got to have a place to take it. Right. Well, that becomes an amenity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's not right in a neighborhood. It's kind of a little bit on the outskirts of town. But that landfill is an amenity. And what we did with that landfill is uh, we told the folks that were building it, we want, I think, 4% on it on the tipping fees, which normally in mining you don't get. And landfills are considered like mining because they're right. digging big holes right, in the right. ground. What we've done with that money is taken that money and redone Aver Valley Road all the way to the freeway. That's a beautiful road. And it's way. a beautiful road, but it, <laughs> it wasn't always a no, beautiful road. No, it was road. not. So what we did is we took money that was generated from the landfill, spent it on a roadway, and 99% of the people using that road, Marana citizens or citizens in the Aver Valley outside of Marana, are not going to the landfill. They're just using the road to get back and forth to work or school. We take that revenue, and we told everybody when we approved the landfill, mm -hmm. that we would take that revenue to work on Aver Valley Road. Now Aver Valley is one of the best roads in the county. I, you know what? That's funny you'd say that because I remember when the road construction started, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, what are we doing here? And yet you, were, you had taken something that you were solving a problem and creating a positive out of the road that was taking you to and from the landfill right so we win in both cases we've got a place where we can get rid of our refuge and we've got a great road to accommodate all the people that live you in know, that area other issues that have happened similar to that on barnett road and uh sandario road mm -hmm. there's a mortuary Miranda mortuary mm -hmm. well when they came in to apply for putting a mortuary in we had people coming out of the woodworks we don't want that here. We don't need that here. We, you know, it's 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 horrible. It's awful. And I went out and talked to people. I said they're the best neighbor you can have. They're quiet. <laughs> the grounds are beautiful. Yes. If you're running a mortuary in a cemetery situation, you want the grass to be green. You want the trees to be trimmed. You want the weeds cut. You want to run a beautiful facility. But people were really upset, but it's part of growing. Right. And I can tell you my mom and dad and my late wife, God rest their yeah. soul, are there. Are there. 
you know, where I can go see them occasionally. Yeah. And it, it's, it's part of growth. Right. And it's, uh, I'll take the Veterans Cemetery. There it's were a lot of recently. people that were unhappy with that. And thank you, Herb Kai and your family foundation for donating right. that land. And then the state runs it and the feds came in. The feds built it with about $8 million and the state runs it on a day-to-day basis. So it doesn't cost the town of Moran anything. And people say, well, you know, you build this big cemetery. There are thousands of veterans and their family and their spouses it, it, that's quite buried a, in there. It is a it's, beautiful It really facility. is. Yeah, I would encourage anyone that hasn't seen But people that to, were upset about trip. that, but it was part of growth. When my time comes, I'm going to be there. Yeah. And I think it's it's a situation that, yeah, we're growing, and yes, we're going to need these things. Waste, uh, landfills, cemeteries, we're going to need these items. And it's all part of the community. If you lose a loved one and you live in our community, would you like to lay them to rest somewhere 10 minutes from your house? Right. Or do you want to drive into Tucson or somewhere else to do that? You know, uh, I just think a lot of times with growth brings on things that people are not real sure about, but actually are an amenity and a service to our people. And again, you mentioned uh, transporting of trash and stuff. You put your trash, your dumpster out front, the truck comes and picks it up. In your mind, you're done. You don't. Mm-hmm. There's no following through on that. You don't. In my mind, I don't think of where that truck's going to end up at. Right. Um, and that's the things that leaders have to be concerned about. Where Where is this go? But How's you're it looking going to behind the, the scenes. We allowed a <laughs> landfill. That truck's going to go to that landfill. But part of the fee you pay is coming back to the town to redo Aver Valley Road right. to one of the nicest roads in Pima County. It's, there's, it, it's kind of like a catalyst. There's an action after the reaction. Right. That's a great whip. And it's that. not always bad. You know but what a I, lot of people don't see it because you're not directly involved. Well, and they're not directly, exactly, they're not directly involved. You know the thing that I see with Marana for certain, um, uh, open, transparent approach to this, there's a lot of people. This isn't, these decisions aren't made in a vacuum or in a, in a closed no, room somewhere. And, and I will tell you, uh, speaking about the town of Marana a little bit, and I, I mentioned I'm here as a citizen, I, uh, you know, uh, but everything at the town of Marana is transparent. Our budget is on our website, and it's updated pretty much weekly. And if one department spends 50 bucks on paper towels it's yeah. you can see where the yeah. money went yeah all 230 million down to the penny it, no but it, no, absolutely seriously. down to the penny but what i'm saying is it it makes it but that's a part of growth in the old days we couldn't afford that or we didn't have the professional staff to do that now our finance department puts that information on there and if you want to read budgets i've read more than i ever wanted to <laughs> But if you're a citizen and you're concerned about where the park money is being spent, how much is spent on personnel, how much is spent on equipment, how much is spent on fertilizer, how much is spent on on programs, 
Go to the website. Arizona, show, Arizona AZ.gov, correct? Uh, uh, Marana AZ. Mar, I mean, Marana, Marana AZ. Marana AZ.gov yeah. budget. Go to look at that yeah. stuff, and it'll show you yeah. where every penny is spent. Yeah. And it shows you every penny we collect from everywhere, too. But, I mean, it's it's one of those things to where we're not trying to hide anything from anybody. And I've always said I'm not a mayor above the people. I'm one of uh, the people. Yeah. I live in your yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. I walk through your neighborhood. Yeah. You know, I recreate in your neighborhood. Yeah. I go to church in your neighborhood. You grew up in your neighborhood, <laughs> you those know? neighborhoods. Yeah. And so, but I mean, with growth, so many of those things happen. So, again, uh, MoranaAZ.gov. Any you can watch the the town council meetings. Uh, they're un, live. Un, un, unbelievable amounts of resources. They are live. Uh, you can get printed copies of the minutes, which are more readers digest copies. But the meetings are on file. Yeah. If you can say three months ago, uh, you know, on whatever June twentieth, yeah. you were going to do this. Not only can you go look at it, but we can go look at it. Did we say we were going to yeah. do that or we were not going to do that? So, I mean, we're about as transparent, and that's part of growth as well. Exactly. Streaming council meetings. Right. And during COVID, you could ask questions on the streaming. Now, we don't do it anymore. I mean, it's just 58,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes too yeah. convoluted yeah. to try to have a yeah. meeting. Yeah. But it's it's out there, yeah. and that's a lot of us because of growth, and we we've you know expanded our capacity and what we could do for the people. Watch the council meeting. So here we are, twenty twenty two. The growth is again third fastest growing community in in Arizona. What's it look like for the rest of the decade? Just if you could like spitball this thing right now till the year. 2030 where where are we at we're going to continue to be one of the fastest growing communities and i think the fastest south of the great state of maricopa uh in growth and uh we're going to continue to grow we're going to continue to grow create we're going to be creative in our growth we're going to be responsible in our growth we're going to build better roads cost money we're going to build bigger parks. Cost money. We're going to have better water systems, better sewer systems, better drainage systems. But it, it costs us a lot of money to do that. And I've said time after time, our job is to provide safe, healthy places for the citizens in our community to live. It's going to continue to grow. I'll We're like going to continue there's, there's to grow. No, no. It has really slowed down right now the last three or four months, literally a third or a fourth the growth that we've experienced over the last six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Is that the economy, basically? A lot, oh, it's all the economy. And, and it's supply side, not demand. We have demand for new housing. We have demand for new businesses. Uh, a lot of it's uh, the demand side's there. The supply side is not. Well, you got a project right behind you in in your yes. home, and and they're they're starting to move people in there now. But they were held up; they couldn't get windows, they couldn't get tiles for the roofs. They they people want to buy them. You just can't get the equipment or can't get the material. 
uh, you know, my sister works for Trico. I was talking to uh, Brian Heidhoff last mm-hmm. night at the function at the Pumpkin Patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he orders uh, transformers for new neighborhoods, which you need to provide electrical service. And it used to be a 60-day delay to order transformers, and now it's six months to a year. Yeah. Well, if I can't get it, you know, if you, uh, uh, Trico Electric, cannot get a transformer for new neighborhood X. For six months in some of these For cases. six months, wow. you can't get power to that community for folks to live in the house so or even of, to build the house. So a lot of this good, bad, and the ugly— as far as infrastructure and growth, there's a lot of external forces. Well, it's that cost. The, in, the and, inside and I'll, can't I'll take care of. Trico again because my sister Pam is the uh, purchasing agent over there. That transformer that was going to cost you a small transformer for you know a neighborhood yeah. line yeah. cost you a thousand dollars. Now they cost two yeah. because you can't get the transformer through the uh, the corporation you buy it from. So you're calling other co-ops or other electricals around the country. Hey, you got any extra setting around. And yeah. I need 30 whatever, 100 kV transformers. Well, I can sell them to you, but it's going to be costly. Well, that $1,000 transformer, by the time you pay the higher cost than the shipping, yeah. is 2000 And the shipping's up, too, because of yeah. all the other costs that so, go into that. So, I mean... There's so many things behind the scene. Uh, Moran is continuing to grow, and the reason we're slowing down right now is not because people don't want to move here. It's because the the building industry, and I'm not just talking housing. I'm talking about retail and large. We have a lot of large wholesale buildings now and employers moving into Moran. We're not just a bedroom community. No, no. We have large employers here. You got a new, new one coming. I read just last night. Right. Pretty big. Well, I'll say it's Shamrock. Yeah. Shamrock has bought some land at Tangerine in the freeway. You know, Shamrock is the seventh largest food providing industry or company in the U.S. the last time oh, I they're, heard. They're massive. They are massive and in several states. This would be their main headquarters to where a lot of their frozen foods and stuff would be stored. And then you bring in a truck and send it to Southern California or West Texas or New Mexico or whatever. You know, Shamrock really started in, in Phoenix. the Tucson, Marana area, yeah. too. Yeah. Or did they start in I, Tucson? Well, that, uh, Cortero Ranch. I didn't realize that. Off of Cortero and the freeway was a Shamrock was, Dairy. Was that the, one of the original ones? Yeah, it was one of the originals. I did not know that. And, uh, I mean, they, Phoenix and, and Tucson, Because I've been at that Marana. one on 27th and... Whatever it is, numerous times. But they're they're coming. And, of course, that's going to be a major employer. Hey, from a logistic standpoint, and I that's something I do know a little bit about, having been in that industry, that is a perfect location for them. I-10? Oh, it's perfect. Where they're going to put that? Right there, I, right I, there. And that's going to be one of the huge. interchanges that we're going to. That's you know, we're huge. Redoing Tangerine Road, and we're going to do some work on that interchange right now it's just adding two lanes on the outside of the pillars and lights and stuff i don't know how many jobs are projecting but that but i mean shamrock will be a major employer cti is moving in right across the street from them they're a major employer 
you've got Roush has two buildings right across the street. They're a major employer. Uh, it, it's becoming to where Miranda's not a bedroom community to Tucson. Right. Maybe Tucson is going to be a bedroom community <laughs> we, to Marana. From your lips to God's ears. PVB <laughs> is moving to Marana. That's part of our growth pattern. Wonderful they people, by the way. They provide all oh, kinds of metal services. That guy's a great Pipe guy. services and things. Uh, they're bringing their 100, or they have 60 or 70, and they're going to go to 170. That's a beautiful new building. And building a new building. Where is it? Right there, right there. I've known Peter probably about just about as long as I've known anybody in in Maricopa in uh, Pima County. When I first moved here, he was an instructor at Pima Pima Community College, wow. teaching welding. He had other things going as right. well, but one of the nicest people you'd ever. But meet. it's 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 kind of like we want people to come here, but we want to be able to take good care of them, responsible and. Growth. Taking good care of citizens, whether they live here, work here, shop here, uh, travel through here, can be quite expensive. But we're doing all right. What was the the population in 2000 in in Moran? I didn't look that up. I probably should have, just uh, out of curiosity. I don't really know. Uh, Our growth pattern has expanded, I would say, since couldn't have been more in the upper 20s, right, in the, in the late in the, uh, Somewhere the like that, probably. Because I remember prior to moving here when I lived in Phoenix, and I was in Phoenix a number of years, Morana was just a wide spot. I know, mean, I hate to say it that way, but it, I'll but it was. I'll even use I-10 for uh, Morana. Uh, I was talking to a, a former senator or the governor or somebody that was coming through Morana. Yeah, hey, I can give you a... 2005, it was 2,698. There you go. 2005, 2,698. Thank you, David. He's more than just another pretty face over there. We're at about 57 or 58. So we more than doubled in the last 17 years. But, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, Our airports. We uh, have expanded our airport and expanded our airport and... We handle more flights than Ryan Field now. We handle uh, a lot of corporate jets are landing in Marana because it's TIA is right. too too hard to to maneuver. And uh, we've had Oprah Winfrey and and uh, well, Bill have, Bill Gates. Don't you have a house still pe- up there? Huh? Then don't they still have houses up there and behind the hole? I, I don't law? I don't know if they do or not, but I I, I said they we, they've had uh, events to where Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, uh, some Shahs, uh, John Travolta was in and out different of different ones would in come in, and w- at one time we had like seventeen personal jets sitting out there. Now Bill Gates' personal jets like a seven oh seven. It's not a yeah. Piper Cup. Yeah. Uh, at our airport. Because all of those people, extremely wealthy, billionaires, wanted to fly into the region. They were going to Merivale in Oro Valley, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful place. Uh, but they want to land quietly. Yeah. They have a limo, pick them up, yeah. take them up to Miravelle. But that's part of the growth pattern. Miranda didn't have that right. capacity years ago. Yeah. We've expanded the runways. We've expanded, you know, we're building a new tower at our airport. Mm-hmm. 
talked about that a mm-hmm. little bit, and that's something we might talk about is our airports and something in the future. Uh, we're pretty much ready maybe in the next year or so to start building the tower at Miranda's Airport and the terminal. I wonder how many people that live in Miranda have actually been to the airport. I have no because idea. Because of just where it sets. And, and it's a closed airport. Yeah. I mean, it's a secured airport, yeah. but if – if citizen groups want a tour, that they that's pretty cool certainly, uh, you know, Galen, who's the superintendent over there, or uh, Fausto Burrell, who's over the whole thing. But uh, if a citizens group wants to come and look at the airport, give us a call. Yeah, get a hold of get a hold of somebody at Moran. And we'll and take you in and show you the hangars and where the fueling stations yeah. are and the runways and. There are several air-related uh, industries in there, and it's growing oh, like crazy. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're an open book, and that airport is growing for a reason. Yeah, people want to be here. There's a <laughs> demand. People want to land there. There's a demand. I just think of the major roads that I've watched over the last three and three and a half decades, like Ina Road that we're on here, uh, Cartero, uh Tangerine and Morana Road, the the four right. main exits in right. this town, and I remember them in the '80s, and I, I see them now. I was just on two of them today. It's it's not even like it's the same place. They were just open spaces, a lot of desert, which is great, and now we've turned them into these this thriving metropolitan. But you know what? You can grow responsibly. Oh, absolutely. And I think we still maintain that small town feel. I, I feel that. You know, we I've talked about parks and how many we have and the amenities. I've talked about water and how we handle that. I could we could do a podcast on airports and information about them and coming how soon handled. to a podcast near you. And the thing is, like the pumpkin patch, uh, Vice Mayor Post and his operation there, hundred thousand people in October. Or the Stardance Center over on Scenic Drive in Marana. They can handle yeah. 400 people for a special event and, and does all the time. Those were necessitated by growth. Right. Growth is not bad. How you do growth is what's important. Right. Uncontrolled growth is, is not what— That's but, correct. But—, but we're, we're getting a lot of pressure. I was at a meeting at the Tucson City Council Chambers— Last week, the state is thinking about putting some restrictions on how quickly you have to do zoning in cities and towns, because one of the issues we have in this state is a shortage of housing, and the original bill that came before the legislature, 2674, horrible bill, had a Republican sponsor and a Democrat sponsor for different reasons was going to take zoning away from cities and towns. Wow. State was going to mandate you have to do at least this zoning. What the state's looking at is alleviating, again, growth. We don't have enough housing. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, and on both sides of the issue, and uh, there's going to be bills coming to the legislature. Uh, was on a... Uh, uh, interview uh, with Carrie Lake yesterday, and she was talking to us. Is there's pressure for housing? There's pressure for housing. We want to be a beautiful state. We're one of the fastest growing states in the union, 
We've got to do something to expedite housing. So I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear on this. The state would is, is attempting to become the zoning? Well, uh, it, it, that didn't pass. I mean, but that uh, was their attempt. Was I, they're going to do zoning? I'm a Republican mayor, but there were Democrat mayors too. Uh, we were all up there beating on our legislators' yeah, doors, saying, nuts. "Don't pass this bill! Don't pass this bill!" Because that bill would supersede not only uh, city and town zoning, but HOA restrictions as well. Oh, that's nuts! If your HOA said, "We're oh, this is going to be open space around our housing project." They could come in and mandate that you build more houses there. Did they so. make? Did that make it to a vote? Uh, no, it, okay, it didn't get out of committee. Okay, but I mean, it it was. Uh, I called every senator and every legislator I knew and sent them emails. And how? How? What's the thinking? They're going to set in in this case Phoenix and zone Marana or Tucson or Oro Valley. Is that was growth, that their plan? Which is what we're talking yeah. about today. That's nuts. It's becoming an issue. 300,000 people moved out of California last year. Yeah. And a lot of them came here. Over half the population yeah. of the city of Tucson. A bunch of them came to Arizona. Where are we going to put them? Intel is building a new plant in Chandler. You know, uh, plants are, uh, Lucid Motors has a facility in Casa Grande. Uh it's necessitating housing. You know where a lot of the Lucid Motor people live? Uh-uh. In, in Marana. It's a 40-minute drive from I-8 and Montgomery Road in uh, Casa Grande to northern Marana, where right. a lot of the new housing is. Lucid now has 800 employees. They're expanding their facilities with several million square feet under roof. They're going to hire 3,000 employees. Wow. Casa Grande does not have the housing for these people. At all. Where are they going to move? At all. Yeah, they're going to they're move going to, to come north south. Yeah. And who has housing? We do. Yeah. Right now. We're going to continue to grow. It's all about growth. Lucid Motors pays high five-figure, six-figure salaries. I love it. But People growth are, is a, a big deal. Oh, absolutely. And it needs and to demand be. demand is a big deal. And we're going to grow even if a lot of the citizens that are already here don't want us to grow. Because they're coming. Like I said, Lucid Motors, you can go to a restaurant in northern Marana on a, an a evening after work hours. And I think Lucid works 24 hours. And half the people in there have lucid shirts yeah. on. Yeah. Well, it's a 40-minute drive. Um, you know, this has been really enlightening. Because the, the, the behind-the-scenes things, they're never sexy, they're never exciting, but they're so important to the well, overall and, and I think a lot of times people will say, hey, Ed, or hey, council members, or hey, management team. Uh, the call I'm getting is from Terry Roseman, the manager. He doesn't realize I'm in a podcast. But, but I mean, the thing is, you're a horrible person because. Yeah. If I can explain why we're yeah. doing, wh why are we building more houses? Because Lucid Motors yeah. and Casa Grande, well, those people move to Marana. Their kids go to our schools. In Marana, they're building new schools. 
You know, in Tucson, in some of these places, they're shutting they're schools shutting down. down. Yeah, because young families are moving here. Yeah. But we got to have the amenities to take care exactly. of exactly, and that includes growth. And we're going to try to do it as uh, we want to have the best growth in the world. But it's going to happen. And if so. we could choose a, the ideal candidate to move here, wouldn't that be a, 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 a family with three, four kids that's moving in? A middle-class family, yeah. high five-figure or six-figure yeah. salary, moves to Miranda. Their kids go to our schools. Yeah. They shop in our stores. They recreated our sport facilities. And they become citizens in our community. And they bring revenue. And they spend money they in the community. They work somewhere else, but yeah. they bring the revenue yeah. and spend it in our community. Yeah. So it is kind of a win-win. But, so if yeah. you were if you were going to say to the, the listener here, assuming they live in Marana or surrounding area, to, to be involved in, 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 in helping, uh, you know, grow this community, what, what would you say the number one thing – that they could do, the people that are well, get want in, to be involved. Get, get involved. Run for school board. Run for town council. Now, we had a couple people that have lived here two years running for council, and I'm not a big fan of that. I think it takes a little longer than that to figure the community kind out and what's going the lay on. Figure the land, yeah. But get involved. Get involved. Get involved with your kids' schools. Volunteer as a, a parent to supervise field trips or events they're doing. Uh, get involved in your local churches and synagogues. Get involved. Get involved. Because every person is important. And your little thing you do for one of those entities is important to somebody. That's awesome. And it helps build this community yeah. correctly. Into a robust Right, high functioning place place to live and grow. But, Ed, it, it's been fun. We're getting the old uh, wave. Uh, getting we the, got a lot of episodes we're doing get, today. Getting yeah, the hook, getting the you know. yeah. We're we're going to a hard commercial cut. Anyway, wrap uh, it up, Ed. What do you th- th- thank you, Clint? Uh, I I tell people we want you to move here, and I tell the people that live here we're going to have new neighbors coming. We just fought a battle on a rezoning yeah, next yeah. to a neighborhood. But uh, those people need a place to live. And your police and fire and school teachers work in this community. They have a right to raise their family in this community as well, even if they can't afford a big, huge house or on a golf course or on a nature preserve or something. And I I, I think we need to be open-armed about what we're doing. I agree. Thank you, Ed. Hey, just a real quick shout-out here. MoranaAZ.gov for more information to contact Ed or to contact council people. Uh, Local Morana or LTD Media will be happy to be the conduit to hook people up. Get involved with the community. Clint, you know I am available. Yes, I know that. If you're HOA or your church or synagogue or your bowling league, if a few people want to get together with a cup of coffee and, and have me come and talk about a park in their neighborhood or water or something. Uh, I am available to go out and speak to Yes, you are. I, and we appreciate that, Ed. Very, very accessible. So if you're looking for Ed or any of the council people or want to be more involved, there's a lot of ways to reach out. We appreciate you uh, listening, tuning in, watching. Thanks, Ed. We appreciate you Thank too you. very much. Have a great day. Thank you.